ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your main event. In one corner, the host of this show, he is the chief of Zonehead Nation, Brandon Kravitz. And in the other corner, hailing from Tampa, Florida, they call him the Z-Man, Zach Blobner. I'm kidding. They're actually friends. Let's send you back to the studio for this week's Tampa Report. No better time than now for a Tampa Report. Let's welcome in Zach Blobner from 95.3 WDAE, one half of the J&Z show. You can find him over there noon to 3 p.m. A great lead-in if you're listening on the iHeart app to this show right here. Zach, welcome back. It was a whirlwind of a weekend. Um... Well, hello. First and foremost, before I go, I don't, I don't want to blow past our uh, our greeting here. Hello, <laughs> howdy, hi, hola. What's well up? done. So I, I was just combing through your Twitter account. I see you have, um, I see you have report cards for the players and coaches. I'm looking forward to getting into that. The season is over now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you look back, what is the gap between? what you thought this season was going to be and what this season actually was. I mean, the biggest thing starting week one was the mystery surrounding it all. I mean, we are in a business of predicting and projecting, but how do you possibly predict and project Dave Canales as a first time play caller at the offensive coordinator position? There's no way to know if he's going to be any good at doing something he's never done Right? So, like, there's mystery there. Baker Mayfield, he had a decent year in Cleveland at one point, and then he had a bad year, a banged-up year, but he won a playoff game there, and the Browns fans loved him for a stretch of time as the number one overall pick. Then he comes to Carolina, and it's atrocious in the Panthers organization, but he plays an awesome game with the Rams out of nowhere. So you're wondering, like, Baker Mayfield, good enough to win a Heisman and be the first overall pick and win a playoff game with the freaking Cleveland Browns, good enough to learn overnight on a trip to the Rams how to be their quarterback and win a game. What are you getting with him in Tampa Bay? So I just think there's a lot of mystery surrounding this team starting the season. Offensive line was completely reworked um, on defense. Like you had some turnover there and you're going to rely on some young players to step up and have big seasons. I just think it was a lot of mystery. And the one thing I said it to start the season was, look, it could end up well. They could win the division. They could surprise some people. But I don't know how you bet on something like that. It's just a lot of, again, mystery. So that's the word that comes to mind. And fortunately, as they started to go through the game show, door number one, door number two, door number three, they found success through each of those. And, look, there were growing pains along the way. But whenever you win a division, whenever you host and win a playoff game, whenever you battle on the road, and are within one score of winning another playoff game, you got to give credit to everybody involved. Can you explain the thinking behind not using the timeout at the end of the game? In what world would you not burn that and just see what happens on fourth down? And for those that are listening and are unaware of what I'm talking about, the Bucks had a timeout. Todd Bowles had a timeout in his back pocket. It was about 35 seconds on the clock. And they could have called timeout there. It would have been fourth down. Detroit maybe tries and k- kicks a field goal, but uh, but they didn't use it. So what was the thinking there? Yeah, and, and look, you're not alone in this question. A lot of people are like, what the hell happened? But if you're watching it to the T of the time that's left, to the second, 
Detroit kneels it down, and there's no timeout taken. So clearly at that point, on first down, when Detroit took a victory formation and the Bucks didn't call a timeout, they had conceded the game. They said, okay, you guys got us on the clock even with our one timeout. Detroit sees that and is like, well, there's no reason to stretch the clock. The Bucks are admitting, like, time-wise, there's just not enough left. We're going to take three kneels. What's the point of a, a timeout that's just going to stall this while the clock will run out? So they take a second knee, and that knee they take a lot quicker because they're like, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. So then everybody is looking at this, the third knee thinking, well, take the timeout, take the timeout. Well, that's bad. That, that's not how you do business, right? Like, there was a gentleman's agreement, and I know it was never said out loud, but it's like an unwritten rule in baseball. It's like an unspoken word in life, a gentleman's agreement that is, is never actually verbalized. So, like, the Bucks saying, hey, we realize we can take a timeout, but you're going to take three knees after this, and we're going to lose because the clock's going to run out anyways. We're just going to keep the timeout. We're going to let the clock run. But then everybody looks at it and says, well, if they take the timeout, they would have had enough time. Yeah, but that's because they had already admitted, like, they understand there's not going to be enough time left. And it's hard to explain that. I don't know if I did a good enough job. But in the moment, yeah, it looks like they could have taken a timeout and forced the Lions to try a long field goal and maybe something happens there. But if they take the timeout when you would have after the first deal down, we never even get to that moment. It was the Bucks saying, hey, you got us. And they did. The Lions had them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that all sounds nice, um, but it's the playoffs. Like, <laughs> it's the playoffs. This isn't the time for uh, gentlemen's agreements and decorum. They, the, the Lions never should have allowed the Bucks to have that much time on the clock. And, and yeah, I'd be like, sorry, guys, we're going to try this out. You would have rather had Bulls, Okie Dokes, Lions into thinking, hey, I'm not going to use this timeout. The game's over. You guys got us. Then and then just said, hey, we got you. We're taking the timeout now. You got to kick the field goal. Like that to me, that's bad business. And look, for me and you, we can say he should have done that. Like this is a brotherhood. These guys know each other. They see each other in the off season. And maybe three years from now, Dodd Bowles is looking for a job, and Dan Campbell needs a DC. And he's like, no, screw that guy. He's a jerk. He basically folded his hand and said, we're not going to use this timeout because there's not enough time left. Like again, I get it from the outside looking in. But that would have been a pretty, like, jerky move, I think, if Todd Bowles says we're not using the timeout after the first kneel down because it doesn't matter. Now we're going to mm-hmm. use it because you guys kneel too fast in the second, and it matters. Like, I just I, I think that that's a pie in the sky. I think there are bigger issues on the field and in that game. Okay. Um, I mean, at least there was a legitimate reason for it. You know, I was – because I hadn't heard that yet. So um, I'm, I'm a little relieved there rather than – if the reasoning was Todd Bowles forgot, then that's not good enough. He didn't forget. No, he he could he should have. So in that same ilk, you take the, the they had the timeout after the first kneel down. You take the timeout, which is what should have happened, and then Detroit says okay, and then they kneel it down three times and the clock's out, and that's the game's over anyways. But Todd basically said, yeah, I get that. That's how it's going to play out. I'm not going to burn the timeout. And I'm going to save us all time here because it doesn't matter. And then the Lions took a quicker second knee than they probably should have time-wise. So it made that last down look like, oh, maybe the Bucks should use a timeout here. But I, I think, again, the game was conceded at that point because the clock was going to run out if they had used the timeout after the first nail down anyways. So it's, it's a mess. But, again, I, I, it wasn't as big of a deal as it looked like. Okay. All right. I think you're being a little nice to Todd Bowles, but we'll leave it there. We're talking to Zach Blobner from 95.3 WDAE. What's the contract that Bucks fans should feel comfortable with as it pertains to Baker Mayfield in the offseason? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't know if there's one that they will feel comfortable with. He's slated to make like 27 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if he pumps that to 30. Uh, similar to kind of what Gino got. I think 25 is the number that I'm hoping they lock him into. And even that's, you know, more than the 20 I was hoping for a month ago. But he's played well. He's had a career year. He won a playoff game. And he battled in Detroit on the road. So it's tough, man. I, it's it's going to be a gamble either way. But you got to feel good about what he put on paper. And you got to find a way to bring him back after this season in Tampa Bay. So I think 25 is now the new hope. I think it's probably going to be closer to 30, though. Wild, wild that 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 sentence right there, got to find a way to bring him back. I wish that I could clip that, go back to the start of the year and play it for you. You'd be like, what the hell happened? What a fun year. At Zach on the mic is how you can find him on Twitter and across social media platforms. Thanks so much for all the info throughout the course of the season. We'll catch up uh, in the coming weeks and certainly by the time baseball comes around. Thanks a lot, Zach. They just broke up. I think. Oh, okay. All right. You broke up for a second. I, I, I figured Todd Bowles was giving you a big bro hug for having his back. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Coming up next, we've got our first four things of the four o'clock hour. I promised UCF basketball talk. They took a big L over the weekend, but we'll dive into that and more of the NFL news that uh, popped off from this weekend. Tyler and I will give our thoughts on the non-usage of the timeout from Todd Bowles. All that coming up on In the Zone when we come back.